in the basement, no longer alone With my homegirl Therese on the microphone Music politics are just chatting it up Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up You never know who might run through Legendary artist or someone brand new You miss a lot when you miss one day At least that's what I heard somebody say But it doesn't really matter what whoever says It's always a good show with Javon and Therese Yeah Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese Yeah who we got today or what we doing today or whatever it is it's gonna be good When you miss one day At least that's what I heard somebody say But it doesn't really matter what whoever says It's always a good show With your bonnet to rest Yeah Brunch in the basement With your bonnet to rest Yeah Who we got today or what we doing today Whatever it is It's gonna be good Hey, everybody, how you doing today? I pray that you are all good, feeling really good. I want to just mention from the onset that I personally today, I'm celebrating the life of my father named James Armstrong and, um, Today would have been his 85th birthday, and I miss him terribly. And, um, you know, that supersedes everything for me. You know, love is is an amazing thing. And, um, you know, a lot of who I am is because of this dude. And so... With that, um, just had to take a moment of silence. Um, today is going to be a great show. We have none other than the legendary Bowlegged Lou coming up today. I'm so excited about that. Um, I've been a fan of his like forever. And, um, some other little stuff I wanted to do. You know, one thing about my father, um, until Rezzy comes through, we, we'll just chat a little bit. But my father was a singer. He was an entertainer. He was deep into um, doo-wop. And let me just say hi to Pop. Good morning. Mwah. I love you, sir. Leo, like my daddy, right? So dad was a singer and everything like that. And I remember being a kid, 
I had a little group. You know how you come up with a little group. And we sang for my father. My father sat down, and me and my girls, we, we did um, some song, I think, by Gladys Knight, and I had to lead. And y'all know I can't sing, but it never stopped me. Um, and afterwards, we thought we did such a great job. And my father said, you know, that was nice. But um, maybe you could uh, write your own song. And, you know, at that moment, because I was a kid, that that kind of crushed me. (laughs) You know, like, here it is. I did this great performance for this man, and all he could say is write your own song. And so... Lo and behold, he was right, you know, and um, if I can, because um, we're we're waiting for Resi, let's see if I can share um, one of the songs that I, uh, yeah, 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 but um, I am his daughter, let's see if we can find something, Um, and um, before you know i i i guess the my point is that he inspired me to be creative and so don't worry about the vocals but here's your girl Images of you constantly on my mind. Another hobby or something to think about. I must find work don't work and play the same. And even when the sun does shine, I think I'm losing, losing. Losing my mind, yeah, yeah. I hear your voice speak to me, saying things you said just last week. I think about the way you move, oh, suddenly I can't speak. It's your focus, you're so fine. Help me out if you would be so kind. I think I'm moving, I know I'm moving, losing my motherfucking mind, oh, 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 Just the 
What a compliment. Thank you. I appreciate it. And so I think what I will also do right now while we wait for Therese, um, and absolutely, motherfucking mind, um, the the lyrics to that song I could dedicate today for my to my dad, you know, um, just feel like I feel him all over the place, you know. And if I if I really did a dedication uh, show and just played music that he loved, we would be kicked off the radio. I mean, off the air today. And I'm trying not to do that because of our special special guest. I don't want anybody to miss a moment of um, Bowlegged Lou. And um, that's what's up, because the man is is amazing, and I don't want any interruptions, which reminds me, if you are watching this broadcast on Facebook, if you're on my Facebook Live, if you're in the basement with Javon and Therese on Facebook, um, come on over to YouTube, WJBR, Internet Radio. And hit that subscribe button, hit that bell so that you know when we're coming on, and, um, you know, hang out. Yes, you are watching and listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese on WJBR Internet Radio with Bowlegged Lou today. And before we go there, I may as well... Give us a little black history moment because um, you can't know where you're going unless you know where you've been. And history doesn't always have to be far off in the past. So, on to on today, on today, our black history moment that I just lost is this gentleman. And um, like I said, doesn't always have to be years ago or anything like that. Um, black history, history is being made right now. This is the former governor of Massachusetts, Massachusetts, excuse me, Deval Patrick. He was born on July 31st, my daddy's birthday, in 1956 in Chicago, Illinois. Patrick is a veteran politician having served as a civil rights lawyer, United States assistant attorney general and governor. He was elected to two terms as the first African-American governor of Massachusetts from January 4th, 2007 to January 8th, 2015. Patrick's life is indicative of what can be done with hard work, a good education, and a commitment towards success. He graduated cum laude from both Harvard College and Harvard Law School, where he was president of the Harvard Legal Aid Bureau. 
His life propelled from growing up as a child of a single mother on the south side of Chicago on the govern- to the governor of one of America's largest and most powerful states. This is Deval Lordine Patrick. And, um, you know, it's, it's just wonderful to know, to see, to witness where he came from, what he's done, and um, prayerfully what he's still doing. You know what I'm saying? So with that, let's do a little music. And in, in case you didn't realize, the, uh, the lines are open today. So I would love to hear from you just to see how you're doing. As a matter of fact, Gabby, Greta, if you could call in and talk to us a little bit about Leo's, I would love that. The number to call is 347-996-5394. I like to tell a story and it goes like this Before I was making money hand over fist The mid-80s is what I'm talking about You will agree without a reasonable doubt As I tell a tale, sitting on the pail This is what you'll like when it's done Only some people know about Union Square The roots stuff like a quarter, cause I was there Red Alert downtown, who should be uptown? Grand Theft Vic had a different sound. You had block parties with free gifts. Mr. Magic and Marley gave radio a lift. You don't understand what we do. That's why I'm trying to explain it to you. To sit back and listen to what I say as I tell a story on a beautiful day. Before Respecty and DKNY, there was a lot of clothes that was fly. Like Polo, Benetton, Coca-Cola, and Oscar. Yes, jeans and others that actually walk. DC wore K-Swift and Sergio Dicini. Girls wore tennis skirts. That was Teddy. Spot Mills, Jewish, the top sports chief. The balance B-Line, Nike, and Elise. African clothes, the medallion was born. And when Rakim came out, knowledge is born. In the midst of it all, I almost forgot there was a brother up down making his own spot. Making Gucci, leather, and straight tailor made. They had more flavor than Mark's Kool-Aid. I'm going to tell you the name of this man. He gave me by the name of the Dapper Dan. Oh, dancing in the dark. You might think I'm shaking Cause I will up a finger ring And big gold chain Like I was missing From the 18 It was just a thought of me Making crazy But the car The Jeeps was incredible Like the Audi 280Zs 98 and Jettas Cherokee Wranglers Suzuki sidekicks LA and West Coast Cars was doing tricks now the dances was crazy to match, like the peewee, the rock, and the cabbage patch. The prep, the snake, get the bismarck, bismarck, the way the Gucci girls gave shows the spark. Now listen to what I got to say, Reagan was pressed, and Cox was the mayor. You can't beat that with a baseball bat, and you never see me without my baseball hat. All dancing in the dark, hey. walking through the park, and 
Pooh in the house. Resi Pooh in the house. She was spared the video of me whining about my love. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Yes, I mean, I, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Fortunately for you, um, it, it, I think I don't know whether or not you've ever seen it before, but it was it's a video, um, a music video so, of sorts that I created with. Remember the bit strip cartoons? I do. I used to love those. Yes. <laughs> Yours were really good. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. They you know, it's some kind of way I was able to um, really create a character that that really was me and the 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 weird that like um an exaggerated part of me and um definitely was able to capture Cheryl as well um and I don't know have you ever seen the video to a song that I I wrote called um losing my motherfucking mind no so that oh. that's the video that I that I played and um, I used, I dressed up with the same outfit that my bit strip used to wear. Uh. And I had written this song based on some of the bit strips that I made. And it was called Losing My Motherfucking Mind. Anyway, and yeah. It's just, oh, I would have loved to see I, that. You know what? I, and I like your dashiki, by the way. This was my dad's dashiki. I know, I know. Yeah, and I, I actually loved him in it. Oh. <laughs> and I was I was talking about how um just you know, for those of you who who already heard the story, I'm I'm just repeating it for Red, sorry. But um my father, you know, in order to really pay tribute to him, I thought because I don't wanna play the music that's gonna get us booted off you know what I mean? And if I did play, you know, the music that he loved, we would get booted off because it would all be James Brown and his stuff. Um, you can't play too much of it without being kicked out. So anyway, um, when I was a kid, me and some of my friends had gotten together and we performed for him. You know, I'm singing the the, the front, you know, and at my girls and I'm singing. And after this great performance, couldn't have been no more than nine or ten. Um, my father said, you know, that's that's really great, baby, but um, why don't you write your own songs? And I was like, wah, wah, right? Because as a kid, it, it, it didn't land where it would land now. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but I never forgot it, clearly. And... Um, it ended up that I'm a much better songwriter than a singer, <laughs> but he was he was on point with the you know create your own, create your own, and and so I played that song as tribute to him, and really in tribute to him, um, today I'm I'm feeling all about creativity. Today would have been his 85th birthday. My father was a poet, a comedian, a singer. He had a lovely voice, actually, and um, did some recordings, some doo-wop recordings early on. Hmm. Um, now, where did he get the name Stone to the Bone? 
So his nickname was Stone, and so I don't think I ever asked him where he got that name from, which is unfortunate because I asked my mom, and she said when she met him, he was Stone. Um, But there's also another little story there. Um, My dad, once, I think I might have been about 12, um, my parents broke up when I was a, a little one, like maybe a toddler, actually. But my father was always present. Um, I was at his house, and his great aunt was there as well. And she kept talking about Freddie. And she was older, so I don't know who I wasn't paying her much attention until she said, baby, go tell Freddie to, to come come here for me. And I was like, okay, but who's Freddie? And she was like, your daddy. Uh, I know. And I was like, first of all, my father is James Armstrong, James Lawrence Armstrong. My brother is James Lawrence Armstrong Jr. I had never, I was 12 years old, I had never heard the name Freddie. So I said, well, his name is not Freddie. She said, yes, it is. Freddie James. Go get your daddy. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, I thought about this for a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Hold on. That was hilarious. I'm sorry. (laughs) Freddie James, go get your daddy. I know, right? Hilarious. So, so yeah, I mean, but my father, oh, my God. So I thought about this. I was like, wait, you named an entire child Junior after that, which isn't even really your name? I was like, oh, I'm telling my mother. Because <laughs> clearly, you know, my mom and I, my mom, is, she's an Aquarian, Right. <laughs> You're gonna know that you're gonna know everything because she can't help it. She's just gonna tell it. So no, that's not typical of an Aquarius. Well, no. well, my mother is very open with me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying she tells it out in the world, but she's very talkative, very chatty about. Mm-hmm. At least I, I believe she. She could. I still don't know why my father's name is Stone. So maybe <laughs> she's not as chatty as I think. Right. <laughs> But um anyway. Um so was Freddie his actual name? Yes, and he said, "Oh no, mm-hmm. I dropped that when I left down south." Mhm. So I'm like, "Okay. All right, whatever." But yeah. See, and a lot of time and I was going to ask did he have southern roots because first of all, and I have this tragically, I don't know, some people say bad habit, because if you have to learn about a person's name through me, you probably won't get it right, because I give most people nicknames for whatever I feel like when, you know, or whatever, something that they may possess that, you know, I connect to. So we all had nicknames growing up in the South. Everybody did, you know, and that's what your family called you. Exactly. Period. You know? Exactly. Um, is is your wife around? She's around. 
because it was her laughing at that um that that Freddie story because <laughs> we both laughed at the same time and I got choked. I I just something is bothering me and I I really need to say it to her. You need to say it to her. To her if she could. Can you hear back? Is she listening to the show? She's not listening to the show, but she's in earshot. Okay, so she can hear me. Can you? Yes. yes. Okay, thank you. Monifa. Monifa Carter. Yes. I want you to know something, honey. I want you to know that I love you, that I appreciate you, and that if I ever made you feel uncomfortable, I am so very sorry. I want you to know that I really respect you. Thank you. This is actually making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate Thank I, you very much. I love you. I, 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 I need to. I need to tell you that because that has been in my heart to say to you. Well, pet. thank you. I appreciate you, and I received that. And I appreciate you um, opening up to be vulnerable enough to say that on national radio. Absolutely. (laughs) International radio. International radio. International radio. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, You you have not ever made me feel uncomfortable, by the way, just to put that out there. Okay. Well, that makes makes me feel good because I I just... I I, I can't speak for the the masses. I know. I know. I'm I'm working on it. I'm working. I'm working on. You know I got messages. I know, and I'm working on being your ex creepy friend. <laughs> my reform creepy. Reform. I'm reforming. Reform, right. Not, you don't want to be my ex friend. No, 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 no. The ex creep. You know, I I want to reform. Like reformed. Yes, I like that. Yeah, that's more. Yeah. Because <laughs> the truth of the matter is that there will always be just a little smidgen of. Oh, well, sure, always be. We all got a little creep in us. Yeah, somewhere. on on in there. There was a moment where I a, a a little bit of a moment where I did feel uncomfortable, but it was fun. When that um, we were on stage. You were on stage singing, and you called somebody up. So I get up on the stage, and then this happened. I don't know if you could see it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Shut the front door. What is happening? Oh my god. Oh my god. I wasn't going to sing and touch it. I don't know what you were singing, but there was that. I you you turned me around like you just spun my little ass around and pissed you out real fast. Had yes, you what you wanted. You called for that. That was your creep. That's your creep, and that's what happened. You right had here. your way with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt violated for half a second, and then I said, oh. you know it. "Wait, wait, Mo, Mo." I was like, I was like, "Oh!" Was doing good, but you're lying now. I felt violated. Yo, nah, I love you, babe. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> she is killing herself without the picture. 
<laughs> oh my God. Those stills can 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 you know how they say a picture is worth a thousand words because you don't know what's going on in it, but whatever you want to create in the picture. Oh, she Eddie came you. <laughs> she Eddie came me. You know what? I have to step away for one second. So, um, tell us how you're feeling or something. Okay, give me a second, y'all. Okay, you are wearing pants under your dashiki, right? I can't see, but okay, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> there we go. Because <laughs> that would not be me. Hello, everybody. I hope your Saturday is going well. Beautiful day out. It doesn't feel like it's too hot and sticky. And it just feels like it's going to be a clear one. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to speaking to the big bro a little later. The bow-legged one. Aha. Yeah, I just can't. <laughs> Last night, let me just, I, I also, let me just put this out there. And, and Pop, we're going we're gonna to do the <laughs> creepy monster. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm more, I'm getting, my hair needs to get, get done. I'm like hairy monster from Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Monsters are interesting people. Yes, exactly. You see that permanently. It was one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so the last two weeks have been so, I mean, so I meant to put in for vacation for the two weeks. Because, I mean, just think about it. It's been two, only two years, two short years since my father passed away. Um, the, uh, 2020 was like a blur for everybody, right? So it's almost like that year happened, but didn't happen. And, and I'm still, Hey, basic, what's up, baby. And I'm still kind of reeling from, you know, not only my dad, but you know, so much stuff is going on, whatever, but I didn't put in for vacation soon enough. And two other people hurried up. Thank you. Basic. Um, two other people jumped in and took those vacation weeks. This has been, I don't know what is going on with my work. Let me just say I work in the people. When people don't do right, then that's all I'm going to say, right? Then I come through. People, please behave yourselves. That's all I got to say. People, the shenanigans, and which just added up to late, late nights for me. It was just a lot. Mind you, yes, I, I was overwhelmed a lot of the time. Last night was messy. Um, and, and true, you know what? I have like three months worth of sick days that I could call out because I don't call out sick. Um, I have a lot of quote unquote time that I could take and so forth, you know, um, but I have a team that depends on me in crucial Mm. instances. I have people going through stuff and, and the work still has to get done. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm just that way. Like I'm, I have this, this level of integrity. That's not integrity. Not integrity. 
Okay. Well, I, I just I just feel like I I, I don't want to leave my team in in That's a situation. A, when you okay, Matt? Can I? All yes, right. you may. Yes, you may. Please, okay, please. deep breath. Please, and before you do, before you do, mm-hmm. let me just say this. And hey, Levon, I'm glad that you popped in because this just you just sparked something last night. I I set up, I told y'all that I started therapy and grief counseling, whatever it is. I don't know what the hell it is. But anyway, I started something like that. And I set it up for Friday nights at 8 p.m. Because by that time, I should be done. Do you know that halfway through at 8.30, I got calls and had to cancel, I had to stop. My and And we never got back to it. And hey, wait, okay, yeah, all right, so, so you just gave me more to exactly to I thought that might something, so. <laughs> yeah, and I know you want to hear it, so because because I trust yeah. you, I trust your judgment, okay, let's, let's well, this isn't judgment, this is just what it is, you know, and and um, I'm talking to you from a space of someone who used to be just that way, you know, and and I'm gonna tell you something. That's not um, integrity. That's not have, <laughs> that's not integrity. And I'm wrapping her in love, um, Levon, just like I know you do. And you keep us on point with so many things. Yeah, love. But I, I get her. Love, love her, love her. But 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 I'll tell you something too, Javon. You have to be well enough for yourself before you can be well enough for anybody else. I'm gonna take it from two parts. Okay. Let's just talk about the team because you say you have a team and the only way you will know if your team is even a legit team, as you say, is if they're left alone to do what they have to do. They're all trained professionals that will get the job done in your absence. Um, I had a therapist once upon a time bust me down to the white meat because I was one of those people that was always uh, <laughs> always getting, uh, what do you call those certificates, you know, those internal employee certificates for uh, not being late or not being taking any time off or any of that stuff. And that, you know, like what sense now as I've grown up, what sense does that make? That is not wholeness. That is not practicing self-care. That is not taking care of yourself. And for a corporation that technically doesn't really care about you, no bueno. You know, and at the end of the day, like I, I, I feared, I had a, a major, what turned it around, rest of soul, was a colleague that I had many moons ago. His name was Coddington and John. And he used to have all he's from Grenada. And I think I may have shared this with you before. And he uh <laughs> he used to talk about when he was going when he was retiring, what he was gonna build when he went back home and yada yada yada. Do you know he did not make it to retiring? Because he just he his health was just shot. His health was shot, and one day he just did not come into work, and it was over for him. And I said to myself, wow, he literally worked himself to death. That's not going to be my story. That scared me, actually, because he was someone I was with every day. You know, he was one of my one of my team members. So I, at that point, started telling my crew, don't come in here sick, and we stopped calling sick days, sick days. We started calling them mental health, wellness days, you know, way back in the 90s. He's a wellness, you know, somebody calling off sick and that, that perception, I think, 
was perpetuated by the corporations. Like, you get this amount of sick time. No, I'll get as much time as I need. And as you know, New York State has started to amend their laws with there with, with the sick time, you know, and what they call, uh, they call it something else now, but it's an extension of being well. And, you know, and quite frankly, other countries, they have things to make you stop working, you know, in place. They call it siesta during the day. They call it holiday where they give you months at a time off, you know. Quality of life is everything because you cannot get that back. So you have integrity going in. That's all bullshit, my dear, with all due love and respect. That's not about integrity. Integrity is about, is, is about taking care of yourself. Integrity is about modeling the behavior that you want others to model when they are in a space. When you stop your own wellness to, to be distracted by something that's not, that's, that's not okay. That's not okay. You, need, you needed what you needed for you, and that should not have been stopped, and you can take one moment for you, but I'll say this. To any of your colleagues that can be watch that could be watching, with all due respect to what you do, because I do know what it is, and it, it is very difficult, and that's all the more reason why you need to have these very pregnant pauses, you know, because you don't do enough of things that are on the other side, like you stay in the basement, you know, but you don't do enough wellness, like massages. I'm sending you like coupons and stuff that I see, something coupons. to get you out of there. I say that because they always have like these specials and stuff running on massages, right? And for my friends that don't want, I ain't spending the money on that. It's like, okay, here's a discount. Will you do it then? Same treatment, you know? I might, I might do that. Like, if I had a Groupon or like a, a discount for for a massage, yeah, I like massage. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna. All you gotta do is download, and I'm not advertising for that. But you know what? One of my friends turned me on to it, and you know, and I started looking, and I was like, wow, is this real? First of all. And it took me a moment to try a few, and I was like, hey, this is actually cool. Who wants to pay full price? And you're sitting right next to a person that's paid full price. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm what you call fiscally responsible. Yes, I, I get that. And thank you for that. But for you. Wellness. For you. Wellness. Wellness. I'm really sorry to hear you let them interrupt your therapy time with the counseling. Yeah. That's yeah. for you. And I think that you need to do, and being a little selfish is not a bad thing at all. But self, nature's first law is what? Self-preservation. Thank you. When you're in a plane, what do they tell you to do with that mask? Put the oxygen thing on your face and then before you try to help the little ones. Yes. Why do you keep passing the oxygen off? So that you both can breathe. That's not... That's not acceptable. In fact, that's destructive. That's not the message you want to send to the world, and that's certainly not the message you want for your inner self. You come first. You must take care of yourself, Javon. You know, there's some things that are, you know, like, you just, just got to do it, man. Yeah, and you do have to get out of that basement. And metaphorically and physically, you know? Yeah. You know, you have to. Like right now, I'm having a difficult time breathing in my own home. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, as soon as I find out what the hell this is, mm-mm. Yep, got to go. Oh, yeah. We, we have a, a caller on the line. 
Oh, I hope it's one of my girls. Seven three four five. Name? Where are you calling from? This is this is Gabby. Can you y'all can hear me? Through, y'all yes, can hear me? we can hear we can hear you just fine. How you doing? <laughs> thank you so much How for calling in. It's, oh, thank you. It's been a minute. Um, I move in and pack down my desktop and things of that nature. So I'm using um, I'm somebody you know the young people they teach you how to do the phone. So I have the internet and the phone now. Y'all, I'm over fifty. Okay, so bear with oh, me with right. technology. Anyway, but it's Wanda, it's Wanda, a.k.a. Gabrielle, Gabby, Greer Turnbull, Yachty. You know how Erica Badu has a lot of names Absolutely. for spiritual reasons? Yeah. <laughs> same, same here. But in any event, what do you want to know? You wanted me to call and tell you about Leo from my perspective? Yes, I, I, yes, I just wanted a quick um, account mm-hmm. of Leo. There's another caller on the on the line. I see you, 0021. But I want Wanda to talk about these Leos first. Um, this is just another tribute to my dad and to our Chulo Pop. Yes. Ashe, Mr. Armstrong. Um, Ashe Leos. We're in Leo season. Uh, Leos are conceived. Now, my, my background, I studied, I've been studying astrology from books since junior high school, taking them out. Uh, but I studied under Aisha Grice, whom I affectionately call Mama I, E-Y-E, and um, been going to workshops, classes, conventions. So every day I'm usually studying. And I'm hoping when my astrology book is published, y'all will have me back on. I'm hoping. Yeah, sure. I'll send an email. <laughs> but um, so I, I am studied up in that. And, again, it chose me. No one in my household spoke about astrology growing up, and my mom was like, well, where do you get this from? You know, she, she's a Christian, but thank goodness she wasn't the type, you know, fire and brimstone to say, don't study that. But she just was like, well, where does it, where, where are you getting this from? But I'm like, I don't know. And I was a little girl. So, and studying my own natal chart, and Mama I telling me, well, you were loyal to it in the past life. So it was extended to you in this one. You know, because each life carries mm-hmm. over. Each life writes the script for the next. The Akashic Records, which is ruled by um, Libra, Libra Constellation, Library Libra, keeps records and things of that nature. That's why Libras are so neutral. They get a bad rap. Okay, this is Leo. Stay focused. Okay. <laughs> so, Wait, can I um, just ask Leo. you what is your sign, Wanda? I what don't is your tell. You don't tell. I, I don't. No. Not in public. That we're in a party and. We're private, and you walk up on me, yo, Gabby, what's your sign? I'll tell you like that, but I don't okay. tell publicly. Okay. And I'll even right. tell you why in person, why I don't. Okay. If you no, in Georgia, yeah, I'll tell you today. I'm in Georgia more. right now. <laughs> All right. Well, so let's, the other question? Let's get, to the, let's get to the Leo. Let's get to the Leo. Leo, okay. Now, Leo is one of the four fixed signs. Um, I also do tarot, if y'all want to read in hollow, Okay. If you look at the tarot deck, you'll look at the world card. Look closely. Always study the images. You know, become um, a symbol literate, if you will. I'm eating ice cream, um, some vegan butter pecan. But anyway, study the images on each card, on everything. Just understand symbols and symbology. So you'll see the four fixed signs at either corner of the world card, 21, that number 21, too, belongs to Etchion and Lekba. 
And the 21st of every month is a, a Gemini energy. I don't, I don't care what the birthday is. It's, the cusp is very Gemini on the precipice. That's why they're so restless. I digress. And the card, the Wheel of Fortune, study those cards. You'll see the four fixed signs on it. So the astral belt was an actual belt. The four fixed signs is the belt buckle. Fix, hold me down, solid. If you know what I mean. And they say, oh, well, Taurus is so stubborn. I'm going to go, it's a fixed sign. All the fixed signs are stubborn, if you know what I'm saying. You know, once uh, they got a resolve, that's pretty much it. And it's like ironclad. It's hard to get them out of that thought process. And why should, should you want to? Well, it depends on what's going on, clearly. Anywho, so Leo, if the pregnancy is full term, nine months, Leos are conceived in Scorpio season. Okay, hold that thought. Scorpios are conceived in Aquarius season. So both your parents being fixed signs and your Scorpio, extremely key, very key, for better or worse, very fatalistic. Um, okay, so Leo the rules royalty. It's the royal sector of the zodiac. In the ninth house is kings as well, kings and queens, higher courts, Sagittarius rules that house, which is another fire sign. But the royal sector of the Zodiac is Leo, our children. And if you watch kids when they, I don't even know if kids still color, uh, this new era of what's going on, that's another topic. But back in the days when you watch kids color, even us, if you remember, the first thing that the child do is go and put the sun in the corner, one of those upper corners, either the left side or the right side. Kids and animals are very honest, very honest. If you, you know, unless that they've been tampered with or adulterated. But the purity of a child is Leo. Even if Leo is an adult, they have a childlike quality to them, for better or worse. But if you notice, kids will draw that sun first. They get a yellow crown and draw that sun in that upper corner, the angles. Mm-hmm. Can, mm-hmm. I, can so I ask Leo, you a question? Can I, mm-hmm. can I just interject? Yeah. Um, sure. What are you doing um, I think Wednesday night. Nothing. I'm, well, I'm moving, but I'm still in the empty apartment. No, I'll be here in the empty apartment on the floor, chilling. Okay. So <laughs> reading maybe, probably. Uh-huh. Maybe we can do an astrology night and a tarot stuff night. Okay. We can combine it. Okay. How about that? How about we, mm-hmm. we table the rest of this? Until okay, you will tell me what time to call you Wednesday night. About we good with that? About eight o'clock. All Baby right, pop on YouTube. That, right? Notification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you send me a, a an email. You have my email address, and and we'll no we'll, put it. Back. It's in my desktop. Put it. That's packed okay, up. Okay, I'll put it. I'll, I'll put, put it in the thread now, and I'll okay, send it from my other email on the phone. Sure. Okay. But thank you so much for that was illuminating. Thank you. I'm, I'm too wordy. I'm a writer, so. Was that, was it too I'm, much? I'm, I'm getting a sense of what your sign is, and I'm, I'm really getting a sense of what your sign is. So you psychic water sign people. At, at least with some of the, some of what's in some of them houses. <laughs> so tell me in private. Yes, I will. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do it in private. We'll do it in the dark. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank you. Peace. Peace. 
We have another caller on the line. 0021 is the last four digits of your number. What's your name and where you calling from? Hey, I'm Jeffrey. I'm calling from Lake Island. Hey, Jeffrey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What can we do for you today? How you doing? You enjoying the show? So we were just talking about Leo's. Yes, yes. Awesome. That's a fun topic. I, I, I'm a big fan of that topic. I'm also a big fan of the show, and I want to give a quick shout-out to my boy, Joe, Jake, Jake 2, Jake 4, Jake 5. I have a lot of friends named Jake. Also, my friend Ray, my boy Christoph, my boy Gene, too. He's always there for me. Also, my Boone crew down up at South Lake Highland. I want to give a quick shout-out to them. I also want to give a quick shout-out to my boy, R.V., Gachet, Tony. You've always been there for me. Tony Wells, love you, bro. I also want to give a quick shout-out to my boy, Robbie. He's always there for me. And my quick, a quick shout-out to my boy, Rutledge, Justin, Griffin, Fernando. I love all you guys. Keeping it down in there. <laughs> that's, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm Okay, thank you very much, and um, have a nice day. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there was that. So, um, for whatever reason, um, yeah, I, let me just um, say this one last thing on creativity. I've become a big fan of TikTok. Big fan. TikTok. That shit keeps me up. I'm watching it. A lot of the... <laughs> I'm sorry. A lot a lot of the um creators are doing amazing what what appears to me as being amazing, right? So yesterday last night I was in my feelings and um I saw this and I immediately reached out to to the creator of this and invited her on just to give her a little shine. She's, you know, just trying to be a creator. And also I found out that she aspires to be a doctor. She did not figure out, I guess, how to come on and it's too late for her to do that. So, but I do want to, I do want to share this um, because I just think, I just want to, I don't know, it, it may, it uplifted my spirits and, so I, anytime something feels good to me, I want to share it with you all. And um, with that, just check this out right quick. I just thought it was so dope how she used the element. You guys can't hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so dope the way she used the elements. You know what I'm saying? And she she put in her little bio that she um 
named the characters on her own and you know like she named the character the each character and she I, I just thought because I've seen that people using that sound and doing something similar but I had not seen anyone use elements in the way that she did and and make it into more than just I'm a queen or or whatever and I just thought it was dope and I had invited her to come through so I could just you know ask her a little bit of how she was inspired and what she aspires to do with that sort of thing and she and I had a little back and forth about um you know what what her end game her long game is and she she just um, expressed to me that she would love to be a creator. She also does some acting. When you look at these TikToks, people are doing, have a lot of skills, you know? And um, because we are celebrating creativity today, I am celebrating creativity today. <laughs> in, well, we, in, have, we have a huge creator. Right, right. And, and and it all falls through. And this is why I was so excited that Bowlegged Lou was coming in today um, on my dad's birthday because my dad was um, a very creative person, a very musical person, and, um, you know, also... Lou is um, a lot more humble than my father was. I'll tell you that. Oh, um, I, I had just a a brief um, dialogue with um, Mr. Bowlegged Lou. We're gonna call him for now, and um, he was he's just humble. And you know, if if he's not gonna say it for himself about being a legend. I think that we all know that he is quite legendary. Absolutely. Um, and only he could deny it because the rest of us believe it 100%. Now, um, Pop, if you could just hit him up and let him know that I was just about to bring him on. I saw him in the green room. He did well. All he has to do is just come back and we'll bring him back on. I mean, we'll bring him on. I was just about to bring him on. He was. It looked like he was kind of fidgeting with the stuff. He wasn't sure. So if we could just let him know that we did see him. And, um, yeah, so I just wanted to share. I just wanted to share that. Speaking, speaking of um, TikTok, um, there was another announcement that I saw going through about creatives. The Nene twins, they're the... The infamous uh, Nene twins that started the dance that they do the, that went viral right. to Savage, to Megan Thee Stallion's um, Savage. Well, they recently won the copyright for the dance. Wow. And that is a huge, huge breakthrough for these young, talented young women that um, started the dance that, you know, went viral and is still viral and they keep, you know, making amends to it, but they got the copyright for that dance. So now anybody doing it, hey, guess who owns it? And that's what I'm talking about. Like you really, really, we got some amazing talents out there. And I think what's going to be different about, you know, well, I hope what's going to be different about this generation and doing having so many 
just just raw talent, so much raw talent is that I just pray that they all keep there um, and learn things like IP, your intellectual property and your copyrights and your trademarks and put all that stuff in place so that you can, you know, exactly. while you're out, like knocking it out. Because going viral and, and having dance, uh, your dance now, this is this is amazing. It's unprecedented right yeah. now. Yeah, that's dope. So he's in the green room, and we can see you, Lou. And I'm just so excited that we're just going to bring you on. I was going to play a little music first for you. But you know what? Can we get busy? Can we busy? Can we do this? Like Brutus. Take off this echo. Go. Give me some static. You get it. Hit me. I saw you in the green room. You might have heard me talking about my dad who passed away two years ago. And he was a James Brown fanatic. Wow. Fanatic. And yo, I, I just have to say, you know, there's so much, there's just so much that you have done that I admire, that I love, and I'm a big fan. And, um, you know, I'm just so my my bucket list is getting smaller and smaller. I I just can't I can't say enough about you. And yes, sir, you are legendary. The legend. Uh, legendary. <laughs> Listen, we we had uh, Lisa Lisa not too long ago. What's up, Lou? And you know, like full force house party. Lisa, Lisa, the coat jam, so many other things. The legend, the man, and he's not the myth, the bow-legged Lou. You know he that's right. How you doing? I'm okay. Thanks, Therese. Thanks, Javon. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on here. I don't do so many of these, but I do them for friends and everything like that. And, you know, I've got nothing but love, respect, support, and prayers to, to the both of you. And also my boy Ulysses also that works with you guys as well. Absolutely. Yes. yes, he's our he's our right hand. Listen, for sure. How you doing, man? What's been up? Like you know, I, I've seen you, but you know, what's it been like for you? How you been? You know, you're home, you what you doing now that the world is opening back up allegedly? We're getting ready to do a couple of shows, you know, now that the world's opening up. Hopefully they won't shut it down because you know the new variant and all of that stuff coming. It's like, man, this COVID thing just won't, won't let up. But, right. um, you know, we're looking forward to doing a, a show at January 8th, actually, on the West Coast with, with our girl, Lisa Lisa, as well. We're, we're, the, we're the special guests, so that should be fun. Come out, come out on stage and do All Cried Out with her, because, you know, she performs by herself yeah. these days. But whenever we're in the same build together, you know, me and Paul will step out there and do a little full-force Lisa Lisa reunion. 
And do you um, know how amazing that is, though. The, the combination of do you know how amazing seeing you and Lisa Lisa full force Lisa Lisa the coach on the same stage together. Do you yeah. understand what that does to people in my generation and beyond? Because, you know, folks like to think that they know, you know, it's, 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 it always kills me when I see, um, in a good way, you know, um, when I see like my nieces that are much younger than me partying, talking about some, oh, that's my jam. I'm like, that speaks to the brilliance of the music. Any, any music that's really, really good is self-sustaining forever. There are just certain songs and certain music that will always be good, like like James Brown, right? I don't care. Michael Jackson. Full force. Full force. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's just some songs that regardless of of whatever, it's gonna it's always gonna be long lasting. Yeah, the great songs, you know what I mean? I mean I always feel you know, today's era is cool. I'm not a hater, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, back in our day, man, our era, I said, I'm so glad I came up in our era because I feel, man, those are songs with songs and people could sing, people that have talent. And, you know, the young kids of today, talented, but you have some people that the machines and the technology make them like if they can sing. Right. And then when they get on stage, then they're exposed. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. You know, um, back in our day, you know, the songs and the way we did everything, all substance, you know. Um, not yeah. saying that today's music is not substance, but, you know, I'm just a little uh, prejudiced to our era. You know what I mean? So. Yes, sustainability, meaning that you can throw on a full force Lisa Lisa cut right now and still feel it, period. It transcends. It, it's timeless music. You know what I mean? And I think there's, a, there's an art and a gift to doing timeless music, something that's not trendy, you know, something that's not just for the moment popping and then you get your good run and that was it. This music you will continue to play, you know, and true testimony to that is if you have a barbecue and you throw on some full force or some Lisa Lisa and you get people that you didn't even like, they're just up off their seats. Still, I've been to the concert. I know what your music does. You Thank know? you so much. And just having an, a, an opportunity to, Salute and lift you and, and, and give you your flowers is, is our pleasure here today. You know, um, you are our legend, man. And, you know, mm. folks don't say it enough, you know, but you are our legend, you know. Um, Absolutely. For- and, 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 and you can't, you can't, you can't go to a barbecue and not hear this. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you can't try to sit still. Just try it. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh oh, 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 uh oh. <laughs> Yo, let me take you back one time. Lou, tell me, mm-hmm. what, what was it like growing up? When did you first say, you know, something, I want to do this music thing, you know? Well, actually, it's uh, me and my brothers, my blood brothers, um, the same, the same three brothers you see in the movie House Party were actually blood brothers. Mm-hmm. And, um, Growing up, and we were very young at the time, and my father, you know, heard my brother Paul singing. You know, for, for the youngins that's watching, you know, Paul is the, the one that was the big mean. He was our leader in House Party. He played stab. And um, he was the one singing. He was singing a Smokey Robinson song, um, a song called If You Can Want, which was, wasn't a hit for Smokey, but it was one of Smokey's records. 
And my father was like, oh, my God, he, he can sing. And he told my mother. And then he, because my father grew up singing also. He did all the doo-wop groups. He used to work with Frankie Lyman. Mm. So we got all of our musical learnable things from him. May he rest his soul. He passed away last year. And, I'm sorry um, for your loss. Yeah. And he, um, he, once he was working with Paul, I got jealous. So I said, Dad, I could sing too. And he tested out my voice. Yep. So me and Paul used to sing together. And my brother, B. Fine, he never wanted to sing, but my father forced him into it. <laughs> you either sing, because he, he comes from St. Thomas Virgin Islands, where I was born as well. And my oh. father was like, you either sing or you do nothing else. You hear me? And um, <laughs> he would have my brother, B. in line. And the three of us were singing together for, in the streets um, for money. And then I remember my uncle, Cito, he's the one that formed the three of us like a group. He bought us uh, some outfits, and we were like a uniformed group, you know. My Uncle Cito, who's my father's brother, and he was the one to take us to the Apollo Theater, um, where we went to the talent, you know, Apollo Amateur um, Hour, which was every Wednesday. You know, people that see Showtime at the Apollo, they think, that's it. No, but Showtime at the Apollo has been going on since the 40s. Yeah. Yeah, The Apollo Theater in the 50s. And we went to, 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 um, and what you had to do, you had to win four times, four weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. And if you win four weeks in a row, then you will be blessed with a a full week of a professional show. Because at the Apollo, their shows were like weeks. Like if the Temptations came in or Stevie Wonder, they were there for like a full week. Right. And right. we won four times in a row with my, behind my father and my uncle. And we did this song called Cloud Nine, which was originally recorded by the Temptations, my favorite group of all time. And we won four weeks in a row. So instead of, so instead of waiting a month to appear on the professional show, the legendary Joe Tex, wow. um, for the youngest that don't know that, Google him. He's a great, great, I great gotcha. legendary black man. Oh, yeah. Huh? And he, he was in backstage and he said, hey, instead of your, your sons, he told my father, instead of your sons waiting a full month, I'd like them to appear on my show, which his show was the following week. And it was Joe Tex and a, and a, a new group coming out called The Whispers. And they headlined <laughs> and we was on that show. And I'll never forget to this day. Um, cause I love the whispers and I love Scotty and Walter. Um, I'll tell you a little story. Cause you know, like I said, Javon, I just never, I've never called myself a legend and people of course say we are. So I don't take any of that for granted. I mean, I just never, I mean, my brother Paul will call himself a legend all day and rightfully so. <laughs> Let us Paul Anthony. He says, <laughs> I, I just don't, I just don't say it, but, but I, I know, and I'll never forget at the Apollo theater when we were, we were young and we was performing on the show, the whispers, cause it was five of them at the time and they would perform and we was like, so enamored with them. And then what we would do is we would go backstage after their performance, knock on their door just so they could show us some steps. Cause at that time they was rocking with the steps. The twins never did really a lot of steps, but the, when they had the, the five members, the three of them did steps and we would be like pains in the asses to them. And we always knock on the door all the time. So when we grew up as full force, and we saw the whispers at the Tom Joyner cruise, and we was there. We told the story about how, yeah, back in the day, the whispers, they did their first show at the Apollo Theater, and there's three little guys that used to come knocking on their door, bothering them and pestering them, and Walter said, wait a minute, that was y'all? <laughs> we were relentless. And I said, yeah. He says, man, y'all were pains in the asses, but we loved y'all. <laughs> 
and and that's such a history. So much to this day, uh, like I think like a few years ago, I was at a, at a show in Philly, and I remember Walter from the Whispers keep coming up to me, and he says, "Hey, Ledge, how you doing, Ledge? Hey, Ledge." So I'm thinking oh, maybe he forgot my name is Lou and not Ledge, and then he says, "No, nah, man, I call you Ledge because you're a legend." Let me tell you wow, something. Wow, look at that. That that blew me away. Why? Because when somebody like that calls you a legend, I mean, it's just crazy because he's a certifiable legend. And then he he said, you know, no, you come from a family of legends. Don't let anybody take that away from you. And I'm like, I hear you, Scotty. It just blew me away coming from him, you know? So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the whispers. That's a great story. And see that, and that's the stuff that's not written, you know? That's yeah. stuff that's not written. I'll tell you something. Folks send us like bios for the show, and yours was a joy to read. Absolutely, you know? man. What it took you yeah. five days? <laughs> no, no. You know, I love it because it's like you know, you get into the nooks and crannies, and then we get on the show, and then we go left anyway. We get into other nooks and crannies because it's like, what isn't written that Lou can talk about? Like because like this, you, there's this no story. way to put everything that you do. On paper. Right. And everything that you have done on paper. And on top of that, you're such a damn comedian. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) there's just no way. Like, I know you're going to give us, like, you have one famous quote that I kind of, you don't have to say, you know, I low-key kind of. Therese, Therese, before you get to that, I know it's the house party quote. It's the story of my life. But before (laughs) before we get into that, I just want to throw something that you had texted me. After reading, you know, some of our bio, you know, Therese texts me and he said, she said, oh, wow, you, get, you, you know Steve Salem. And I said, yeah. She said, what a small world. Obviously, you knew Steve Salem as well, correct? I did, yes. And let me tell you something about Steve Salem real quick before we go into the house party thing. Though my father and my uncle grew us and groomed us to be who we are, and then my three cousins, our three cousins, Baby Jerry, Shy Shy, and Kurt, we became full force with them. So it was a family affair. My two brothers, Paul and Anthony, and B-Fine, we were full force, and we was always trying to get a deal as a group. So we'd be in the basement practicing all the time, but we'd do a lot of local shows. And, we, you know, our competition back in the days was like Keith Sweat and his band. He was unknown, though. Johnny Kemp, may he rest in peace. Um, mm-hmm. Even Shel Pepsi Riley had her own band. I mean, it was crazy back in those days. And I invited my friend Steve Salem, who went to college with me. Steve Salem's a white boy. Mm-hmm. He came to the show, and he was blown away by us. Now, here's a guy in college that majored in behavioral science, but the music really got to him. And he was like the only white face there in Brooklyn on Nostrand Avenue. And he's like, these guys are great. So, at Club Ecstasy. So then Steve Salem, Steve Salem became our co-manager along with ourselves. And, and we would be handing in demo tapes and getting rejected all the time, right? Uh, sometimes my mother would hide the rejection notices and never let us know. But Steve Salem once approached us and said, guys, listen, I think you guys should write and produce for other people. Then I think if you guys do that, because I think you're going to be successful doing that, then I bet you guys will get a recording deal of your own. So I was the only one that was against it because I didn't care about writing and producing for anybody else. I just wanted full force. That's all I want, full force. But, <laughs> but, but 
he was so right because, of course, the first group we produced was UTFO. Then we auditioned girls to do I Wonder If I Take You Home, Lisa Lee and Kojam. And then after that, we got a record deal of our own. So I will always be grateful for the late, great Steve Salem for turning full force into writers and producers of other people. That's our mm-hmm. bread and butter, you know, mm-hmm. so God rest his soul. And now we can go back into house party. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, thank you for that, little man. Yeah, and shout out to Steve Salem. Yes, I yes. did. Know him. Good, good, good guy. Um, yes. and, and, you know, and it's so funny because, you know, sometimes just trying something def- different leads you into your destiny. And I'm so happy he did that. See, and that's not something that you would read and know immediately, you know, and thank right. you for that. You know, it's, it's and I just, you know, you just had me thinking, where was I when I heard the, um, and I don't know if that was a TR-808 or what uh, uh, for UTFO, but um, I remember when I was, uh, where I was when I first heard that beat come on, you know, as a, as growing up, you know, uh, Roxanne, Roxanne. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, right. What? But my brother B. Fine, that it was his concept, because what happened with the guys because Kango Kid and Dr. Ice of UTO, they used to dance for us. They was like our dancers, you know, yeah. at local shows, doing, you know, the, the, the pop and lock and all of that stuff. And B, and we was recording on select records. We had a song called Hanging Out that we felt was the, the you know, the A-side. You know, back in the day, it was the A-side and B-side. Yeah. And, um, and B said, B woke up and said, yo, man, I know we're coming out with the song Hanging Out for UTFO, but let's, let's do a B-side. You know, we call it Roxanne, Roxanne. It was his concept. And he got the guys together. He said, guys, I want y'all to do a record about a girl. And the three of y'all never get the girl, okay? She never gets the girl at all. Because back in those days, rappers always got the girl. But B said, and so they, the three guys wrote incredible lyrics. My brother B was spearheading the whole track. Each rapper that steps up to rap, there's three different drum beats. There's three different drum beats. And the real well-known drum beat, when educated rapper, may he rest in peace, would come in, was a, a, a loop that we did called Big Beat by Billy Squires back in the day. All the rappers mm-hmm. used to use that, but they never used it in a recording. We was the first one to actually sample a great beat loop and put it on a record. Then we put it on more records, and before you know it, we were sampling our ass off. But <laughs> that song, Roxanne, Roxanne, DJ Red Alert really broke that song, and he started playing it on, on WBLS, I think. Oh, my God. Or yeah. Kiss. And he kept, and we was upset because we're like, yo, we would call him up. Yo, Red, you're playing the wrong song. That's the B-side. We've got to play the A-side, hanging out. He's like, no, no, no. I like the B-side. I said, no, but that's the B-side. Play the A-side. No, well, there's the B-side. The B-side should have been the A-side. And he <laughs> continued to play Roxanne, Roxanne, and the rest is history. Crazy. Yo, listen, listen. Shout out to Kevin Taylor. He's saying, Lou, this is my dude. You got you getting a lot of shout outs on the side on the on the uh in our chat room over here. And you shout know, out to everybody. Mad love and people loving going down this memory lane with you. Thank you, Smokey. We do too. Lou is a Lou is a, a historian of sorts because he's been in so many lanes and so many uh well, and let's get on the house party. Let's okay. Get on the house party. One of your famous lines. Can you just hit it? Can you just hit it? I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> the story of my life. Who would have ever known? Listen, you know? that's the deal. So that's please, the please. How is that the story of your life for those of us who don't know? Well, the story of my life because 
I'm always saying it. And I don't mind saying it. You know what I mean? Some, I know like some artists, I'll never forget when I heard uh, Jaleel White was hired for something um, that was local. I was part of it. And he didn't want to talk like Urkel at all. He said, no, I'm just here to do my thing. And I'm not talking like Urkel. I'll talk like Pee Wee all day long. It's all right. It's something I invented. I created it. It wasn't in the script, you know, and um, who knew that that along with I smell, I smell, and you know the rest. (laughs) Who Who knew that the both of those would be such classic catchphrases? It's just, it's just amazing. And, um, you know, with our house party story with me and my brothers, I'll never forget when the script was originally written. Reggie Hudlin, who's the, who directed House Party, um, he the original script um, had our names mentioned in the script as like descriptions, not even for us to be in the movie. Because in the script it says something like, um, "Not Kid and Play." Well, whoever the two characters would have been, because I don't think Kid and Play got it. He said the two characters uh, get involved, they get accosted by some some bullies with a droopy Jerry curls and great physiques. Somebody like Full Force. That was written in the script. Are you serious? That was in the script. So what happened is that Robert Ford, may he rest in peace, he was, used to be one of our uh, co-producers in the early, early days before, before we even had a hit record or before we produced. Like when we was working with Curtis Blow, we was very unknown then, but um, we co-wrote Basketball. Curtis Blow was one of his biggest hits. Wow. But we, were unknown then. We, were, we were unknown at the time. But what happened is that Robert Ford told Reggie, Reggie, you described full force. Why don't you just go get full force? And he said, you got their number? He said, yeah, I'll give you the number. You know, he said, can they act? I said, I'm pretty sure. Just find out. <laughs> Rich Hedlund called my brother Paul. The three of us went down and we did some improvisations and they hired us on the spot. And the reason why our improvisations clicked, because when we were little and being that I was a theater major in college and I always loved theater and acting, even when I was young, I used to write little, little homemade plays for me and my brothers to do for our parents. I used to force them to do it. And that's how our chemistry clicked. And once we did mm-hmm. House Party, mm-hmm. when we did the first table read with the cast, Martin Lawrence, Robin Harris, may left, rest in peace, John Witherspoon, rest in peace, Tisha Campbell, Kid and Play, I mean, A.J. Johnson, everybody, we were on the table reading the script. And the original script. And then when we went back to the hotel after the first read, I said to my brother, I says, yo, man, our parts are kind of corny. They're just <laughs> kind of regular. It's like we're bullies, but bullies with no attitude, no personality. I said, let me, let me, let me do some changing up. And my brother's like, no, nah, no, nah, don't change anything. I said, no, let me. So what happens? My brother, B. Fine, his name was Zilla. No, his name was, his name was Pee Wee. But I said, okay, I'm going to change my name. I'll be Pee Wee since I'm smaller than both of you. And I'm going to talk like this throughout the whole movie. <laughs> and my brother's like, what? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, I think it'll be different. You know, who would be expecting that? So we did some lines. I made up, I'll kick your freaking ass right there. I smell, I smell. And me and my brothers made up. So I said, now, let's go to our trailer. Let's let Reggie Hudlin and Warrington Hudlin, the Hudlin brothers, let's let them see what we got. And we changed this up. If they don't like it, we just go back to the regular boring part that Reggie originally wrote. So, <laughs> so we did our thing. We went to the trailer. We called the husbands in. We did our smell this, a kick your freaking ass, this, that. And then Warrington Hudlin, who's the producer, and he said, keep it. They loved it that much. After that, I kid you not, 
We went back in the trailer and we changed every part that we was in the script. Me and my brothers rewrote all of them. So everything you see in there, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, we should have got writing credit, but everything that you see me and my brother do, we we wrote ourselves. And the rest of the cast was like, damn, look at them. They're, they're, they're doing their own thing. And then they started getting, getting they started doing some stuff, Martin Lawrence. So it was it was great. But yeah. that's, I call that the story of my life because people always like me to say it. And even when people come up to me, they might not want to ask me to say it, but I know they want me to say it. So I dispel any mystery or any suspense. I say, hey, how you doing? You, you good? You better be good. Awesome. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. <laughs> oh, man, thank you. I wanted to ask you to do it, but you know. Exactly. Again, legendary. I have to say, yes, legendary life. And who knew that that you created that? You know, that came from your your brain space. Yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes, and then me, and then me, and my bro- then my brothers would make up some stuff as well, like during the whole the whole movie. It's so crazy. I don't know if you guys seen this meme. It's a, this meme has been running for six years, but every time it comes up, people's always sending out and has a picture of me and my brothers in the house party, and it says on top of it, house party tried to make us think that these guys were 17 years old in high school and it's hilarious it's funny but it's not it's not running again <laughs> that is funny so yeah. real quick just so folks can hear it coming from you how many artists have you worked with in the wow. business wow yeah that's a wow um, that you can remember if, if, right he, could, if he comes up with with an actual number, if he actually knows the number, I, I, I'm i just going to pass out because... Because I don't think people understand exactly who, who we... the I don't think people understand his his hand that, in music and how, how long he Exactly. Ended. That behind-the-scenes game, that pin game, that producing game is, like, crazy. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many people. I had to get a book just to look in here because I forget so many times. But um, I know we did, of course, UTFO. Curtis Blow co-wrote basketball, and we did like five other songs on Curtis Blow's album, co-writing. Um, you see, Lisa Lisa and Coach M, of course. Um, Backstreet Boys, Instinct, Britney Spears, uh, LFO, uh, the late great Selena. May she rest in yeah. peace. We were the last American. We was the last American producer to work with her. Um, Little Kim. We was on her um, La Bella Mafia album. We co-wrote and. Produced the joint with her, 3LW, Rihanna, um, Black Eyed Peas. We co-wrote "Don't Funk with My Heart." Jasmine Guy, her her, yeah. her hit record, which was top twenty, was called "Try Me." We wrote and produced that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. C.C. Peniston, Ashanti, um, Weather Girls. Uh, I mean, BB King. We worked with Bob Dylan. We worked with Tyler Collins. Um, oh, Nina Sky. Um, um, so many people, Warren Mills, uh, Big Daddy Kane, Houdini, made, made ecstasy, rest in peace. Um, man, there's just so many people. The Weather Girls, um, Vanessa, yeah, it goes on and on. Sometimes we just, sometimes we just, just forget. Cheryl Pepsi Riley, we can't forget her. Yeah, Thanks for my child and all the, some other hits we did with her. I know my yeah, That song crazy. was amazing. Samantha Fox, yeah. Tyler Collins. Yeah. Night out. Yes. 
you know, and people are people are actually um were actually chiming in about <laughs> this song here. Um it's called uh Unselfish Lover. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a full force joint. That was a um that had the big beat. We put that in there also. That was like our second single. And um that was a that was a good one as well. Do you, do you recall the first time you stepped on stage to perform? You mean as full force? I mean, when we made it or before that? I mean, we were so young when we was on stage before, but I would say as full force, as full force. when we got our record deal, it had to be uh, 19. When we, get, when we got our record deal with the whole Lisa Lisa thing and UTFO thing, it had to be 1984, 85 as mm-hmm. full force. And we were so shocked that people knew our names, mm-hmm. meaning our individual names, because we pushed our individual names as well when we came out. You know, we kind of did a lot of self-promotion ourselves. You know, we'd say our names in our own records, full force, get busy one time. Don't even try it. Full force, don't buy it. And even people we produced, we would sneak our names in there as well. I mean, we were we were doing that way before Puffy and Jermaine Dupree and all of them used to throw their dark child and so, so deaf. And, you know, before all of that, we were rocking that way before. Yeah, yeah, I actually can say that you guys started that, and and that's how we knew, you know. And it became part of the lyrics, actually. Yeah. I remember dancing and singing it, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing that you know. Um, and back then, I know we had different kind of ways to capture moments, you know. Um, you know, from a video, but. Mm-hmm. What have you ever been sat down and just and someone playing some old full force stuff? And just and and talking about you know having you narrate your own scene in other words, watching yourself. What do you mean doing our own? Just sat down and listening to full force records. No, not full force records. Full force video performances. Oh damn! Wow, <laughs> we were our our performances was crazy. We were wild and nasty. I mean, <laughs> we, were, we were like the first. I'd have to say we were the first R&B group to actually do a focus on physical fitness because nobody used to do it. And because we had Jerry Curls, that even put more onus on us. So we got Jerry Curls and muscles and physiques. There was nothing like that happened. So even though we had Jerry Curls, everybody knew we were, because we got so much respect from all the rappers. We used to do a lot of shows with rappers from Run DMC to Ellen, and everybody respected us. So nobody... You know, even though Jerry Curls, don't let that shit fool you. You know what I mean? So, so bottom line is that bottom line is that we would do shows, and my brother Paul, we would do this thing called, uh, you know, I said, how many ladies would like to see Paul Anthony take it off? They go crazy. Then Paul start to strip. This was back in the day. Nobody was doing that. He would take off and shows his muscles. Then I say, how many? Hey, Paul, you gotta. Everybody say, pull it down, pull it down. Then he pull down his pants, but he would have a, like a g-string, like a stripper. And he'd be posing, and the crowd used to go crazy. It'd be wild. So I, I look at our videos. I look at our videos, and I see sometimes the crazy stuff we did. I'm like, wow, we were, we were fearless. <laughs> Has there ever been a moment before you had kids that they've seen, watched some of that old Full Force video uh, footage? Who watched? Your son. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, the, the, as my son and my daughter, of course, they grew up because I have an archive of stuff, of videos, and they look at it. And um, and they're so proud of me, you know, ever since they're little. I don't think my daughter 
has ever seen me without without these damn beads that that hangs from that hangs from the left side of my ear. One of these days, one day, one of these days, I'm gonna cut them off. Every time Wendy Williams see me, Lou, when are you gonna cut them damn beads off, man? They're so eighties. And I was gonna cut them off at one time, but then it started picking up Wi-Fi. So I said, you know what? Let me keep them beads. <laughs> But um, yeah, my kids, they, 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 they're very proud. My, my, my son, uh, Lou George III, who's definitely responsible for uh, putting Nicki Minaj in her first rap group, and they, they work together, you know. Uh, he calls himself Lou Star. He, he runs a page, you know, all, all his social media page, he calls himself Son of a Legend. And, um, you know, it is what it is. My daughter's always, they, they're just proud of me, so I'm glad they, they're proud of me, you know, so um you know, that legend yeah. word comes up a lot around you. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it it's, is what it is. And, little... I, and I accept it. I accept it. I, and um, I just never, I'm not going to say, you know. But um, I, but I, I appreciate it. Because we've done a lot in this business, and I know. And um, I don't take any of that for granted. So I appreciate, you know, I appreciate in business, it. And also how it translates to the people is it's how you made us feel over the years. Exactly. And, and, you, and your music has carried us through a lot of situations and brought us a lot of joy and that being said who what brings you joy what brings you joy well what brings me joy now these days is that um to to look at my beloved mother's face she's going to be 85 in november mm-hmm. and just to see her um because i'm you know i'm 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 home right now i'm upstairs my mother lives with me but i'm her also would happen. I became her primary caregiver, just mm-hmm. like dementia. And this is a woman that used to run our full force office at one time. But mm-hmm. to see your, your parents and your, your, your mom. So when I look in her face, you know what I mean? And I see her face, I just thank God that she's still here with us. So that gives me joy. And you know what else gives me joy? I just love to give. I, I you know, receiving is cool, but I love Giving that gives me joy. I love surprising people. I love just giving. I can give all day to friends and family and people that I appreciate. You know what I mean? That gives me so much joy to give. I just love giving. You know? So. Absolutely. Let me let me just ask you this: since you're speaking about giving, you have a foundation, right? Um, my foundation is called Hope with a Vision. And that's V-I-Z-I-O-N. And it's, uh, it brings awareness to uh, people with impaired vision. Um, I have this disease called retinitis pigmentosa, which leads to blindness. I've been having my challenges, but because um, I can only see, I can only see um, central vision. Like I got no vision on the site. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to turning around and looking, looking down, looking up, because I, I don't have any peripheral nowhere. But um even though it leads to blindness, I stay positive and proactive with a lot of my treatments and um, just making people positive also. We help other people as well. Um, I have my medical doctors who don't really give you that keep hope alive uh, speech. Then I have my alternative doctors like Dr. Rosenfarb who gives you that keep hope alive speech and tells you never give up. And my, my daughter, Lakaya, who always pressed me, Dad, don't worry, if you ever have any other vision blackouts, don't be afraid. You're not going to lose your sight. Just know that your eyes is doing like a little shimmy, like a little dance. She, she, she my daughter, mm-hmm. my daughter, she, she I, I, when she talks to me, 
and gives me them positive, uplifting things. Because I'm a positive, uplifting person, but sometimes I have my moments, especially with this this challenging situation. And and she talks to me, and I'm like, Lakai, look how you talk to me. What are you, my parent? It's like how I used to talk to her. You know what I mean? But I just stay positive and proactive, and um, you know. And you know, you have people like I don't know, you know, David Tick Conley from the group Surface. Mm. You know, he lost his sight some years ago, same disease I have, but he's another inspiration of mine because he's the type of brother that he goes, hey, man, no no matter what, man, no matter what I'm dealing with, I don't need anybody to ever feel sorry for me. You, Therese, you, you came to one of our things and he was there and he spoke to everybody and he said, mm-hmm. and he still performs because he wrote all those big records for Surface, mm-hmm. only you can make me happy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just said on the mic, he said, hey, man, I have a beautiful wife over there. I have not seen her with my eyes mm. yet, but I've seen her with my heart. So, mm, you know, wow. when you see people like yeah. that, you stay positive and proactive with that and just keep being positive. And I feel that um, I'm going to keep hanging around until they find a cure for this thing and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you do, and you do move through the world with that energy. And, and, you know, your kids are testimony to you are the great man that you are. You pour it in. So of course, absolutely. And it comes, it's coming back to you. Back. It's coming you know, back to you. She's you know? Blue 2.0. She has to. <laughs> For real. And she's great. And listen, she's crazy, too. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know anybody that could be as crazy as me. Oh, nice. My daughter. So, so, so crazy. And I want to give a shout out also to my brother, Paul Anthony, who is a cancer survivor, mm. um, eight years now. Yeah. Um, and he, um, um, he perseveres as well. And um, as I see about giving, I'll never forget when my brother, Paul, uh, you know, we had to, because he was fighting for his life, because uh, he had mantle cell, uh, mantle cell um, lymphoma, and I remember that me and my brother B, we went to take a test to see who would be a match if he had to do the bone marrow stem cell transplant at that time, and I remember my brother B says, oh, I think I'm going to be a match, because me and Paul look more alike, and I said, hey, man, I don't care, whoever, whoever, just as long as one of us is a damn match, otherwise he'd have to be on that waiting list and all of that stuff, so anyway, we did the test. And he wasn't a match, but I was. I was 100% match. Wow. Oh, wow. And, and I know he was a little pissed because I enjoyed telling this story. And <laughs> I tell this story because I'm so proud. And I'll never forget when Paul's mantle cell lymphoma cancer turned in leukemia, he was fighting for his life. And then we had to do the stem cell transplant. And I remember I had to be at home for two weeks injecting myself my own stem cells. I had to inject myself twice a day for two weeks to harvest my own stem cells to prepare to give to my brother when we had to do the, the, the transplant together. And I remember Paul telling me, yo, Lou, man, listen, man, you're about to give me life, man. Listen, just do me a favor. Don't get hit by a car and fuck everything up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And literally... I used to be careful. I'm like, you know, if I cross the street, I got to be careful nothing happened to me. So my brother. So what happened is that when the day came for the transplant, Paul was in the hospital with his immune system going lower and lower and lower, fighting for his life. And I, I was there and they told me, they said, listen, Mr. George, you got to sign some papers because during this procedure, anything can happen to you as well. You could die. You could have blood, you know, blood spasms or whatever like that. So, you know, would you still want to do it? I said, of course I still want to do it. Who wouldn't? I mean, that's my brother. I mean, and then he said, you'd be surprised, Mr. George, after we give this bill, some people back out. I'm like, really? 
knowing, but I didn't back out. So they said, I, my brother needed 6 million stem cells to survive. And if they couldn't get enough stem cells from me, they were going to take a catheter to my chest to try to draw it out. And I'm down mm. with all of that. You know what I mean? I would die for my family. And mm. what happened, man, I just surprised everybody, including myself. And instead of giving my brother 6 million stem cells, I was able to give him 9 million stem wow. cells. And right now, he is walking around eight years, cancer-free. And sometimes I call him bow-legged Paul. Let me ask you a question, Lou. When, when people first started calling you bow-legged Lou, first of all, when did that first occur? And how did you feel about it initially? And I'm assuming that by now you're good with it. But how, how, did, that come, how did that come about? Javon, Bowlegger Lou is such a crazy name, and I gave that name to myself. When we were doing full force, we used to have crazy names for even our acts. Like, you know, Lisa's birth name wasn't Lisa Lisa. You know what I mean? But we called Lisa Lisa, and may Steve Salem rest in peace. It was Steve Salem's idea, actually. You know, Cheryl Pepsi Riley. I mean, I threw in the Pepsi because I said, well, she's nice and bubbly, a bubbly personality. You know, so we, baby Jerry from Full Force, and uh, myself, I said, well, listen, I'm slightly bow-legged. I'm going to call myself Bow-Legged Lou. And I remember my brother B says, yo, don't call yourself that. Man, you sound like a wrestler. I said, yo. <laughs> I said, yo, if we become popular, I bet you that name sticks out. And it kind of sticks out. <laughs> it sticks way out. Way out, way out. I, I mean, I think there there may be people who weren't even born when Full Force was full, and they know the name Bowlegged Lou. They're, they're, See, I put that I put that all on the nasty because they was you know, and and shout out to Paul, but I don't remember him wearing too many clothes at all to be peeling off because this stuff was already off when he walked on. It was just body. Too. But I just yeah. love Bowlegged Lou for always being part of that oh. whole nasty Full Force. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh. <laughs> what, what, what did she say? What did she say? What'd you say, babe? I said, thank you for always being clothed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, are you, are you, I'm sorry, Mo, you said something? I said, hey, Lou. Oh, it's Mo. I'm like, who the heck is yeah, that? I said, thank you for always being clothed. <laughs> hey, listen, well, well let, me, let me tell you, when Paul used to strip on stage, right? Uh-huh. I I got into the act, but I got into act for only five shows. What I used to do was like, yo, man, Paul Anthony, that's not all that. I can do the same thing. <laughs> and then I would pull down to my G-string, but my G-string, and then we turn off the lights in the whole theater, and my G-string has electrical lights that spell blue, <laughs> and it would rock up and down. But after the fifth, <laughs> after the fifth time... I, I, my, my thing got electrocuted like my, my husband got electrocuted with them damn lights and I was screaming like hell I never did them ever 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 it's crazy hey listen I want to shout out Monifa I want to shout out my, my sister Monifa I love you so much Monifa you are legendary also um, if anybody ever see Monifa in concert my, one of my favorite joints is when she does her rendition of Purple Rain it just eats, eats oh, wow. me alive all the time. And I, and I love you so much, Monifa. I, I just want to too. know that. And, Therese, you know I love you, too. Javon, this is my first time meeting you, and I love you also. I love you, too. <laughs> I love you, too. And, and I'm telling you.
this must be a loving on Moni for day to to be real. I love her. I, I love her today too. There, I don't know. We had an <laughs> astrologist on earlier. We should have we should have asked her. Is there something about Monifa and the stars? Because I am so feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and then now you're saying it. You know. Let me let me just ask you um this this one other question that I had, and then maybe we can go to our game. Uh, yeah. Maybe infamous. I'm not really sure. Game, but um, what are are you working on, if anything? What did this period of time in life, this crazy pandemic, 2020, 2021 period, um, bring out of you? Well, we it brought out a, a, just a lot of things, and to always think, and to always um, nurture. So right now, we're in the middle of. Um, you know, we're doing, getting ready to do our own podcast. There's talk about a, a full force documentary and stuff oh. like that as well. It's just, a, it's just a lot of things. And we're still doing our writing and producing. And we perform, of course, occasionally as, as the full force brothers. I always tell people that even though the three of us, you know, everybody recognizes us mostly because of house party and the three of us perform, the full force is always six people. So any interview I do, I always say full force is six members. We're the full force brothers, but full force is brothers and cousins. And, um, you know, we, we, one thing that we did, it's probably might sound corny, but last year for the first time in our history, in our career, we was able to do, because we've never done it before. We did a, actually two Christmas songs that, um, and we put out kind of late, like maybe two weeks before damn Christmas, but this time we're going to promote it more. And it was, uh, one song is called uh, Silent Night that we did. And we did it in the rendition. I don't know if y'all know the Temptations. They have a legendary oh, version yeah. of Silent Night. Absolutely. Um, with, with Melvin Franklin, who's the bass singer, you know, yeah. Silent Night. Yeah. And we, we did that rendition, and we did it in his honor. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a video to it. I'm going to send y'all the video. It's so dope. We're so proud of it. And why I really loved it more is because after we finished it, I sent the video and the song to the last living member of the Temptations, Otis Williams, mm. and he loved it. I mm. sent it to Melvin Franklin, may he rest in peace, to his widow, his wife, you know, Kimberly, who I've known, and she wrote me this long text about it. And then Eddie Kendricks, the falsetto that does the high notes, I sent it to his daughter, and all three of them blessed it. So that wow. made me feel good. Um, and, and we have a neighborhood friend in the video who sings with us. His name is Burdell Fennessy, a.k.a. Nub. We call him Dark Gable. And he sings the <laughs> Melvin Franklin. He sings that Melvin Franklin low note, incredible. Wow. And uh, we're there doing the backgrounds and the thing. I'm going to send this. It's really dope. And then we did another Christmas song, which is called The 12 Days of Christmas, but it's performed by the house party bullies. That is uh, crazy. Oh I'm going to send y'all that you also. Got to. You got to send it yeah. to us. You got to send it to us. And maybe, like, come back through uh, in December, you know, like around the Christmas time, either November, December, and we can okay. we can play those things and just, you know, chit-chat and do what we do. Yes, indeed. That no sounds problem. like fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We want to play a little game with you, though, Lou, that's been kind of uh, popular on the show. It's called Rapid Fire. And what it is, is a, a word association game. You know, I say a word, then you say what immediately comes to mind. It's post-censoring. Okay. Whatever you have is just out there. This is no wrong answer, in other words. And it's just to give people a peek behind the veil, you know, of certain things that are inspired. I'll, say, I'll go first, and then Javon will go second. So let me know when you're ready. So you're going to say a word to me, and then I just say something that comes out of, out of mind after it? 
Yeah, whatever you whatever comes to mind when I say the word. Okay, go ahead. All right. God. Faith. House party. <laughs> Ain't my type of hype. <laughs> Music. Everything. Family. Love. Children. Love. James Brown. Ow! Good God. Hmm. <laughs> Community. Togetherness. Black women. Love. Love. Double love. Brothers. Love. Love. Multi-love. Sex. Triple, quadruple, love. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Uh, yes. <laughs> Javon, you're up next. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Wait, Please. hold on. Yeah. What happened, Al? Okay. I'll call you. We'll, we'll take care of everything. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. I'll call you. I'm sorry, guys. No, that's no cool. Hey, hey, hey. Al? Check on mom, okay? Okay, great. Okay, okay, tell okay, tell them to come out. Just let her stay there. I'll be down. Thank you, man. I'm sorry, guys. No, that's no fine. That's fine. You're good. Okay, you ready for your next set of words? Good, Javon. Pee wee. I'm gonna kick your freaking ass. Mmm. <laughs> Production. Full force. Lisa, Lisa. Cult Jam. Cult Jam. Mm Mm-hmm. Lisa, Lisa. (laughs) Theater. Acting. Fatherhood. Responsibility. Money. Wealth. Performance. Love, love, love. Stage. Possibilities. Chance. Future. Positive. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan? <laughs> Shaka Khan? <laughs> I had to repeat it. <laughs> I love you, man. Thank you love so you, very much. We we need we need two drops from you, baby. Please, yes. Yes. please. No um, problem. The first one is a drop for this show. It's a it's a visual drop, so it'll air with this show. And mm-hmm. it's hey, this is Bowlegged Lou, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. However, you want to do it. Okay, here we go. What's up, y'all? This is Bowlegged Lou, and you are in the basement with Javon and Therese, in the place to be, and they both are kicking some freaking ass. <laughs> Wait, let me do let me do another one for y'all. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, know if I'm looking straight in the camera. I don't know. You good? Okay, here we go. What's up, y'all? This is Bowlegged Lou of Full Force, and I'm in the basement with Javon and Therese. Wait a minute. 
I smell something. I, you smell that? I smell something. You smell something? I smell, I smell, I smell, I smell, I smell. Francis, birthday presents for Javon and Therese, whenever it comes. <laughs> that is going to be hilarious. That was wonderful. Okay, so we also have a 24-hour radio station on the Internet. It's a fully licensed radio station. Ask Cat mm-hmm. BMI and all of that. Royalties paid, and we're very proud of that. And and your music, full force, everything is is in rotation. We play it all. So thank you. It, it, oh no, thank you for the contribution, right? Okay. So so if you could just give us um, a drop for the radio station, it's audio, audible, audio, right? Anyway, it's um, the call letters are W J B R. WJBR Internet Radio. Okay, here we go. What's up, y'all? This is Bowlegged Little Full Force, and we are chilling right here on WJBR Internet Radio, and we are just having fun in full force. You know what I'm talking about? Oh this, my this, God! The legend does. You see? Oh my God! Does. This is what a polished season legend does. That. that yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, stop it, guys. You're just saying that because I'm here. No. 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 That was... We say nothing in vain. Exactly. No. That, that, that's amazing. Yo, Lou, we want to thank you so much for coming through the basement. For me, it's another bucket list. You know, like, wow. It, it, it's up here. You know, Therese already knew you. you. I'm, I've just been a fan. You know what I'm saying? So thank you so much. Look, my, my heart is beating double, triple fast. And today is a day that um, might have been only sadness and, and grief for me, being that it, it's my late father's birthday, but you made it special. So you are the gift that just keeps giving. Hey, yes. listen, I just want you to know that and I say this to, to a lot of people that I love and care about, and myself also because my father passed um, last year. So always know, Javon, that um, your father, our fathers, anybody else, fathers or mothers who passed away, no matter what, they will always live in our hearts, always. I want to tell you guys that it's been a privilege and honor to be a part of your show. Uh, Javon and Therese in the basement, I want to say thanks to Ulysses as well. I want to say um, a shout out to my sister over there who I love so much, Monifa, and, um, and, and all your listeners and supporters, you know, everybody that watches uh, Javon and Therese, tell a friend, tell everybody, support these sisters doing the damn thing. I taught them everything that they know about podcasting and StreamYard and all of that stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> just support one another. We should always support one another all the time. And um, it's been my privilege and I love y'all. We love you, too. And don't yes, think do. you, you have taught us a lot, Lou, because watching you over the years do it with such style and grace. How can you not learn from that? So you have. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate that. Exactly. And I, too, even though I know you, I am, too, a fan. Absolutely. Oh, Therese, I love no, you no, so no. much. You know you know how I feel about you. I, and I love you, too, Javon and, and Monifa. Monifa actually paid me $1,000 to keep telling everybody that I love her. <laughs> so, you know, what, what can I say? I got to do it, you know? What? And I gave her my love today for free. Damn it. <laughs> you got to work those numbers. I, you know what I'm I saying? Know. I, I, I gave all my love today for free. Damn. 
Yo. So, Tell everybody how they your, your your handle names for those that have been under a rock that don't know who you are or don't know how they can follow you. Please give them your handle. Well, you can find us on Full Force. We're on Instagram as the Full Force World. On our Facebook, just Full Force. Uh, myself is the Bowlegged One, the number one on IG and on Facebook. You can find me as Bowlegged Lou, Lou George, and um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Just Google us. You'll find a lot of stuff pop up there. Yeah. You know. Yes, Google for thought, please, one time. Let's go. Thank you, Lou. I love you, babe. Thank love you, you guys. Thank God bless you. you. And, you know, have a blessed, blessed weekend, and we're going to keep you in prayer. Please do put it on your calendar to come back with the Christmas jam, especially the, the song, the video. We can't wait. Can't wait. I'm gonna send it to y'all. I'm gonna send y'all the video so you can check it out. Definitely. Absolutely. I'll be back. Cool. All right. That's, that's what's up. God bless y'all. Every, Ladies and gentlemen, the bow-legged the sexy one, bow-legged Lou. <laughs> Thank you, man. Bye, y'all. Bye. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> oh, legged Lou. Super, super sweetheart. Absolutely, man. Got to love them. And, you know, for everybody, for everybody out there, um, just take care of yourself. Stay safe and um, wear a mask. Yes. Um, Whether you're vaccinated and especially if you're not, um, keep yourself safe, man. This is is, is a serious time that, you know, we need to do that. Yes. Any parting words, Rezzy? Um, No, just what you said is enough. I just want to, you know, again, thank my brother Bowlegged Lou for coming through and blessing us today with his presence. And, you know, um, and keep those masks on, vaccinated or not, vaccinated people. You know, just keep masks on and keep them hand washed. Exactly, exactly. And with that, (laughs) let's go. word and then you say the first thing that comes to mind so how it goes is that i'll say five words you know one after another give you a chance to you know uh insert your your thoughts but the first thing that comes to mind when i say this you say that and i'll do it five times and then javon is going to do it five times. lord jesus lord have mercy <laughs> you didn't tell me about this one <laughs> no i didn't because it used to be completely off the cuff. Yes. <laughs> so these are randoms, you know, and it just gives us a peek behind the behind the veil. Okay. Okay? So let me know when you're ready. Might as well Might shoot it. Okay. Community. Genuine. Love. Hate. Comedy. Joy. Children. Happiness. Legacy. Ooh, that was kind of deep. Human. Kind. Nice. Nice. Okay, Javon, you're up. Funny. (laughs) Laughing. 
peace. That's joy. Drag. Life. Personality. Truth. Money. <laughs> Evil. Mm. Thank you so much, Mr. Richard Pryor Jr. Hi, this is Indira Khan, and you're listening to and watching Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. No longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Punch in the face, you see, that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with your bonnet and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shotgun, but you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway. All I want is though, Jay. I was just in case I should be Shaka Khan. I wanted to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, dokie, man, whatever you say. With time, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just do it. And I think it's it's time to res to do a little rapid fire with um Mr. Ooh. Richard Pryor Jr. I think so. I think so. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, we won't hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> 